0: From Washington, this is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker.
1: And I'm Jennifer Shupp, budget and appropriations reporter.
0: And it's time to talk about the game of chicken that Congress periodically likes to play over the nation's debt limit, Jen. Um, Don't look now, but the government has a debt limit again. We haven't had one for two years. It was suspended uh, when Congress didn't want to deal with debt issues, Uh, but it's back. It was reinstated on August 1st, uh, setting the nation's debt at about $28.5 trillion. And of course, it's already running out of borrowing capacity because they've used all that up already. Um, And so now the question is, how do they raise the debt limit or suspend it again? A lot to talk about here, and we're heading for some contentious, contentious political fights over this. It's going to be pretty ugly, Jen.
1: Yeah, this is going to be one of the bigger legislative lifts um, and partisan debates that we see in Congress throughout the next few months even as congressional leaders in the Biden administration try to move forward with that $550 billion bipartisan infrastructure bill and a multi-trillion dollar uh, sort of Democrats-only reconciliation bill, debt limit is really shaping up to be one of the more challenging issues for congressional leaders to address Uh, In part because the risk here, if they don't address it um, in the correct amount of time, uh, is really substantial and could be sort of catastrophic to the global economy. Um, And obviously, one of the bigger challenges right now is that in the past, after the previous debt limit um, suspension expired, the Treasury Department generally had a lot of room to use those accounting measures known as extraordinary measures. To continue paying the nation's bills, while Congress uh, worked out how it wanted to address the debt limit, whether or not it, it wanted to raise the debt limit to a certain dollar figure or suspend it through a, a certain date and time, um, and all of that sometimes has been bipartisan, you know, kind of on the whole in the past. But this time, Republicans are really saying, you know, if Democrats want to go at it alone on what could be as much as 3.5 trillion in spending. Democrats should also go at it alone on raising the debt limit. And this could create a lot of challenges going forward, not just for members of Congress in terms of deciding policy uh, and addressing what could be politically challenging votes for their members. uh, But really in terms of, you know, the U.S.'s credit rating um, and the stability of not only the domestic economy, but the international economy as well
0: yeah, that that's what makes the politics so tricky on this this time, I think, Jen, because the same time they need to raise the debt limit comes right as Democrats are trying to pass this three and a half trillion dollars spending package through reconciliation all on their own. And juxtaposing those two things here makes it really tough. Uh, and And Mitch McConnell, the Senate Republican leader, just threw down the gauntlet this week and said, If if Democrats want to raise, you know, go on their tax and spending spree, as he called it, of three and a half trillion dollars, don't expect help from us Republicans to raise the debt limit. You could argue the two things aren't even that related. We already have to raise the debt limit, even if the reconciliation bill doesn't pass. It really, it really has nothing to do with it, really, but Republicans will use that as leverage here to say, we're not going to help you. If you're going to go on, on more spending and more taxing, we're not going to help you with the debt limit. And without bipartisan cooperation on the debt limit, it's really tough to get it passed. The Democrats would have to rely, I mean, one option, right, is to do it through the reconciliation process. But that would come with a lot of pitfalls for Democrats, Jen.
1: Yeah, and this is sort of the big debate that Democratic leaders are having right now, Uh, not only behind the scenes, but, you know, in talking with reporters every day, this is becoming an issue that every single scrum is addressing, Um, you know, what the path forward on this is. And that's something that Democratic leaders have not figured out for certain yet. Uh, And so their first path forward is sort of doing it in a bipartisan process, you know, Democratic leaders and Republican leaders, and possibly someone from the Biden administration, sit down and say, you know, are we going to suspend the debt limit for a year, or for two years? Uh, are we going to raise it to a certain dollar figure? And then, of course, if Democrats choose to enter those bipartisan negotiations, Republicans are likely. Uh, To say, you know, that there are certain curbs on spending that they want or that, you know, they don't want Democrats to raise certain taxes in their reconciliation package, for example. And so those negotiations, if Democrats choose that bipartisan route, could be very broad and could really change what Democrats are hoping to do with that reconciliation package. Um, It could also include, again, potentially, you know... Spending caps on discretionary spending, uh, which everyone from both parties sort of criticized when they did that in 2011 and more or less ignored along the way. And then the other path is for Democrats to address the debt limit through reconciliation, um, which is something that it seems like, based on a conversation some of us had with uh, Senate Democratic whip Dick Durbin yesterday, the Democrats in the Senate, you know, he said he hasn't whipped that. He doesn't actually know. If all 50 Senate Democrats would support, including reconciliation instructions in the budget to raise the debt limit through a certain dollar amount, um, or if they would, you know, support something like that in the eventual reconciliation package. And so this is something that it sounds like Democratic leaders are really kind of wrestling with, especially as they have this sort of really short clock on them right now. You know, we could see the Senate's budget resolution in a matter of hours or days, And so whether or not that includes reconciliation instructions is something Democrats need to figure out pretty soon.
0: Yeah, huge decision for them to make. Um, Obviously, if they do debt limit through the reconciliation process, they bypass Republicans and can just do it on their own. But two huge political risks to that. I mean, one is they, they then take all the hits politically for raising the debt limit. Um, Republicans can blame them for raising the debt limit, and they probably have to actually raise it to a certain debt limit dollar amount as opposed to just suspending the whole thing again. I think it's a little tougher politically to raise it to a certain dollar amount and then get blamed for X amount of increased debt that you can quantify um, as opposed to just suspending the debt limit altogether so it's a huge political hit they take potentially, at least in some swing districts, uh, from for Democrats who may be vulnerable to an upset in the midterms. Um, that's that's kind of tough and very unappealing to do it through reconciliation. On the other hand, if Republicans won't cooperate at all on this and they don't have a choice, they may calculate that they're going to have to push it through the reconciliation bill and just hope not that many voters really notice or care about it because it'll come with so much of a big package that many support. Um, But that's a huge decision that we are going to know in in coming days through the budget resolution, I guess, which way they go on this. But if they don't do the reconciliation route, Jen, wow, that's going to be a really ugly September. They're going to have to attach the debt limit to some must-pass pe- must piece of legislation like a stopgap funding measure to avoid a government shutdown this fall, what will those negotiations look like? Because then they need bipartisan support.
1: Right. And so in addition to the policy considerations and the potential political implications in the midterms that de- Democrats are sort of calculating right now, the other big factor here is timing. Because, of course, as we mentioned a little bit earlier in this episode, the debt limit suspension is gone, it's over, and Treasury is using these accounting maneuvers to continue paying the nation's bills and avoiding a default, which has never happened in U.S. history. And so right now, there's a lot of uncertainty about how long those extraordinary measures can last for um, at the Treasury Department. And Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has testified on this issue in the past couple of months, and she has said. Uh, More than one letter to lawmakers on the Hill are encouraging them to act as soon as possible to address the debt limit. And right now, it sounds like a default date or the so-called X date would be sometime this fall. Uh, But that range is really, really wide right now because of all of the emergency COVID spending. Uh, and some of the uncertainties surrounding tax receipts. And so that could actually hit as soon as September, according to Yellen, um, which would be really, really problematic since Congress is not coming back until mid to late September. Um, It sounds like that is sort of the earliest estimation right now and that it's more likely... That default date would be sometime in October or November. Um, so the really tricky thing here is that if Democrats were to choose to address the debt limit through reconciliation, it seems really unlikely that that reconciliation package is going to be ready to get President Joe Biden's signature before mid October or even potentially before mid November. You know, this three point five trillion. Is a massive legislative lift. It's going to take a lot of time to negotiate that amongst Democrats and get legislative text and move it through both chambers, and so that is going to take a while. Potentially putting that reconciliation option past the default date. Um, you know, negotiations between Democrats and Republicans on spending and deficits and debt, if the parties choose to go that bipartisan route, could also take a substantial amount of time. Also. Putting those conversations and a final you know, longer-term solution on debt limit into October or November. And so really, it seems like in order to avoid walking closer to that fiscal cliff or an- experiencing another downgrade to the United States' credit rating, like what happened in 2011 when we had this brinksmanship last time, that the sort of forerunner option right now would be for the continuing resolution for government spending in September to include some type of temporary suspension of the debt limit, probably for the length of that continuing resolution, which would be a couple months. Um, And then that would give Democrats and potentially Republicans more time to get a longer-term debt limit solution. But, you know, that would be a really... um, tough vote for a lot of lawmakers to take, particularly in the wake of Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell's comments this week that Republicans will not be helping Democrats on the debt limit. And so, you know, if we're in mid-September, you know, it's unlikely any of the government funding bills will be done in that time. So we really do expect a continuing resolution in late September to last a couple months into the fall or early winter. And so, if Democrats were to put a temporary suspension of the debt limit on that continuing resolution, that would be a really significant showdown between Democrats and Republicans on the Hill. Because if some type of spending bill does not pass before October 1st, there would be a government shutdown. And if you needed to do debt limit on that same legislative vehicle as well, that would really be, you know, tying together a potential government shutdown and then, you know, inching closer to default on the nation's debt in the same vote series and i think that's going to be a really really complicated process for congressional leaders to work through in the coming months.
0: Yeah, and we should keep in mind just what the stakes are here in these kind of prolonged political fights on debt limit, right? Because we went through this in 2011. And the negotiations dragged on. There was such contentious fighting over how and whether to raise the debt limit that one of the top credit rating agencies, Standard & Poor's, actually downgraded the U.S. AAA rating for the first time. Uh, And the reason they gave was the political uncertainty over not being able to raise the debt limit in time. Um, And that shows you the stakes here of of why this game of chicken over the debt limit can, can really be dangerous. Cause you start down, downgrading your credit ratings. You, you're really risking, um, if not default, you're getting closer to it and, and, uh, tougher borrowing. I mean, it's, it's not a pretty picture and that's what can happen here. And, and Republicans have long insisted that any, any increase in the nation's debt limit must come with, Increased spending reductions to get the deficit under control. That's how, in 2011, we got that Budget Control Act that set us up for a decade of deficit reduction with all these spending caps that we lived under for the past decade. That's finally ended, actually, this year for the first time in a decade. Uh, But now, what do you do? (laughs) And now, if 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 they need bipartisan cooperation on the debt limit again, uh, boy, that's going to be tough. And and it does, I think you're right, Jen, it does seem like the stopgap funding measure they need to pass in September would be the place to do at least a temporary debt limit measure because that's the only must-pass item uh, on the agenda that comes in time for when the debt limit action is needed with the fiscal year beginning October 1st. Um, so it seems like that would be the place they would have to do it. but. Um, boy, those could be some ugly negotiations just to get that, just to get that done.
1: Right. And one of the things we've heard from some Republicans is that if they were to enter bipartisan negotiations on the debt limit, um, you know, discretionary spending, which is about 1.4 trillion in very round numbers for the current fiscal year, you know, the biggest growth in federal spending is not in that annual discretionary process. The biggest growth in federal spending really comes from the mandatory side of the ledger, which is on things like Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. And so, you know, that's one of the really complicating factors here is that if, you know, just based on kind of the data in terms of where spending is going to go in the future... Mandatory, if you want to really, really curb federal spending, you probably want to be looking at mandatory, but there's really not a whole lot of political will, especially heading into a divisive midterm election year, to say, yeah, sure, let's put together a bipartisan group of lawmakers, and in the next few months, let's figure out how to reduce future spending on Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security, Um, There's also not really a whole lot of interest in going back to some type of discretionary spending cap provision like the 2011 deficit reduction law, um, in part because, you know, Republicans really don't want those curbs on military spending. Um, Democrats don't want those curbs on domestic and foreign aid spending. And because really, if you look at what happened under that decade of spending caps, there were consistently two year agreements between the parties to ignore the numbers in the 2011 deficit reduction law and go for higher discretionary spending levels. So the effectiveness of that 2011 plan for curbs on discretionary spending really didn't actually end up doing what the original plan was in the first place. And so, you know, addressing these really complicated programs is hard when there is willpower there to do it, let alone when everyone is focusing their attention on You know, either keeping their majorities or regaining their majorities next year.
0: Yeah, you make a great point, Jen, because because I think both parties did get tired of living under those spending caps, and both parties kept cutting budget deals to raise the caps. Um, So they they weren't all that effective, Uh, and yet now we could be facing it again if that's what it takes to get a bipartisan agreement on the debt limit now. But I don't know. There may be no other way around this. I mean. If someone like Mitch McConnell won't play ball with Democrats on this, and, and, and certainly his his the right wing of his party won't, that, that really is a dilemma. I don't know how this ends. It's going to end pretty ugly. Um, but we're, I think we're going to have a real showdown in September as they try to find a way to deal with this debt limit. Um, Pretty quickly, because they won't have much time, and, and the Treasury secretary is warning she may need relief as early as September. So hang on to something here, because, because we're going to see action pretty quick after the August recess, one way or the other. That does it for us today. If you have any questions or comments about our podcast, we'd love to hear from you. You can always drop us an email. The address is CQPodcast, one word@ at CQ roll call dot com. The CQ Budget Podcast is produced by CQ Roll Call, a leader in nonpartisan political and policy news and analysis for more than 70 years. CQ Roll Call is part of Fiscal Note, a global technology and media company. Thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker.
1: And I'm Jennifer Shutt, budget and appropriations reporter.
0: You can always stay up to date by subscribing to the CQ Budget Newsletter. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, NPR One, or just Google the phrase CQ Budget Podcast. And we'll be back next week.